For all you need to know on and off the court, it's Bucks Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Bucks Insiders on a Thursday, we welcome in Bucks beat writer from The Athletic. It's our good friend Eric Name. Good day, Eric. Hello, sir. I thought you might be just hanging out in Detroit, going from Cleveland to Detroit, where the Bucks are going to stay for all too long. There's two games in Detroit. You yeah. opted to come home. I think that was a wise move. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit unsure of it as a snowstorm hit Detroit this morning, and I had a connector in Detroit because there's not a lot of direct flights somehow in the Midwest. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was a little bit concerned I'd made the wrong decision, but I'm here, I'm happy, and I'm delighted to be sitting here talking to you. Love and you're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> back to Detroit. Back on the plane. So what's going on with Giannis's shoulder? Because I'll tell you what, the last game I was at, the Kings, on Sunday, I noticed that his shoulder was wrapped. And I kind of look closely. I'm like, it looks like there's like a, a patch or something. I'm kind of like, what's going on there? And then last night, he's out because right. of that injury. So what is going on with his shoulder? And is this something we need to worry about moving forward? Yeah, I mean, the the big thing is Adrian Griffin said before the game that they're not thinking this is going to be a multiple game thing, which is always nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, that shoulder, he had taken a shot in Houston um, to that shoulder, just like a hard foul. And you could tell that it's kind of affected him since then. There's been a couple times where you've seen him take a jumper uh, in you know, felt it or winced a little bit after he was done with it. Uh, but the nice thing here is you look at the schedule uh, two days off before that Cleveland game, two games off after it. So uh, you're looking at like five days off for, for that shoulder. And, and again, I'm sure it's something that will linger. But the fact that he didn't, you know, take a beating with that shoulder last sure. night um, should hopefully help out a little bit and hopefully get him closer to 100%. But yeah, the the prognosis is it's not supposed to be long-term. So hopefully he should be back and ready to go on Saturday uh, in Detroit. So I'm an assistant coach on my daughter's third and fourth grade team sure. in the, the Hamilton district, mm-hmm. Sussex Hamilton. So we had practice last night uh, running through some basic drills, dribbling, five-on-five scrimmage. Uh, they average about 14 points a game. Sure. <laughs> and Cute. my guess is they would score 35 against the Bucks defense. <laughs> yeah, it has been a real struggle for the Bucks defense. Uh, it's interesting to think now we are officially at the halfway point, 28 and 13 on the season, the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now they are 22 in defensive rating. Uh, so how many points they give up per 100 possessions. That's something that they've been no lower than the top seven in. Uh, under Mike Boonholzer in his five seasons there. Uh, as long as Brooke, he- Brooke Lopez was healthy, they were top seven. They were first in that uh, a couple of times as well. They were a great defensive team. That is no longer the case. And, you know, you can point to Adrian Griffin doing some th- different things defensively, but you can also point to the personnel. When you trade in Drew Holiday, or you trade in Damian Lillard for Drew Holiday, you're going to get worse defensively. You trade out Grayson Allen, you bring in Malik Beasley, you're going to get a little bit worse defensively. Uh, and you're just kind of in the spot where you don't have the same defensive personnel. And, and I think when... When people look at this team, they've gotten so accustomed to them being great defensively. Uh, I think the formula's changed for the Bucks this year. They they used to be a great defensive team that was going to score enough points to win. Now they are a great offensive team that's going to get enough stops to win. And we've seen that formula throughout this season where they're in a high-scoring game. All of a sudden it gets to the final five minutes and... Oh, look at that. There's a couple defensive stops. They're able to pull out a clutch win, and that's how they do it. So it's it's been an adjustment for, I mean, it's an adjustment for fans. It's an adjustment for me as a beat writer. You know, I've spent the first month this season, I swear, after every game I wrote about the defense. It's all I wrote about. <laughs> I just wrote about the defense, the defense, the defense. And then it finally clicked, like, 
That's not who they are anymore. With, with Damian Lillard, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, you are going to be one of the best offensive teams in the league right now. They're number two offensively behind the Indiana Pacers. So that has borne out. Uh, but it's a different formula. It's a different team, and, and you kind of have to adjust your brain a little bit and get used to that. Well, so Jessica, you've been going to games for years too, right? So now, Oh, since I was a kid. Now yeah. all these games are like 140 to 136. Well, I was just talking about that with my husband because I said, wow, these games are unbelievable. I mean, it used to be you hit 100, and that was fantastic. And right. now this is crazy. But you were talking about covering these games. And I, I want to ask you another question about that because I was thinking how different it is. I mean, what is it like for you to cover these games when you have, I mean, this season, record after record after record, whether it's Giannis or Dame and also some of these these crazy wins. I mean, the, the Celtics, when right. we were just hoping we'd win and we go into overtime and then Dame hits that three-pointer and we win by one. Right. What is it like for you to cover this season? Because as a fan, it's been pretty incredible to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating to think about the last five seasons to this season. In the previous five seasons, uh, you know, there might be a regular season game where I don't write a story specifically about that game. I write a story about a larger trend or, or something that, you know, you're seeing across a couple of games. I swear, I've written about every game this season because every game is close. Every game has a record. Awesome. Every game has a moment. Like, whatever it is, it has just been... Uh, this this super exciting season. There's been a story there like, every the single night, and, and it's uh, I think one unique uh, to have that. That speaks to kind of the place where Giannis is historically. Uh, as far as the franchise goes, that goes to the place where Dame is historically just in NBA history. We're talking about him being, you know, top five and three pointers made. Yep. He's hitting all these threes in his career. Like there's always those things. And and then on top of that, you're talking about a first year head coach. Like it's just it's a it's a really it's a really fun year because I think over the last five years under Mike Boonholzer, they had turned into a machine. You knew what you were getting Every single night. They were going to be great defensively. Some nights they might give up a bunch of threes to some team, but for the most part, they probably weren't. And they might blow that team out and, you know, you wouldn't see the starters in the fourth quarter. Uh, some would say it it might be nice to have a blowout every once in a while uh, as opposed to a nice close game uh, every single night. But uh, from a storytelling standpoint I, i've enjoyed it it's been great there's always been something fun there's always been something for people to watch until the very end in these bucks games well for better for worse so you get blown out by utah i think they were down 36 at one point then yep. there's a game winner dame hits a three five serve goes nuts and last night they were down 47 points at one point to the cavaliers yeah. like those Gosh. are pigs like those are awful awful games yeah. and at least everybody questioning like are these the is this right like yeah. is it the players is it the coach what is happening here because when they had when they've been bad, they've been really bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's really a, a tough thing to try to figure out. You know what is acceptable, right? Because I, I talked about the formula and how that's changed. Uh, the nice thing about your defense always being good is you're in every game. Even if you can't make a shot, you're in every game. But if you're relying on your offense and you're not getting any stops. That means every night the offense has to be good. Yeah. That means every single night you have to be able to score. And we've seen, you know, sometimes on the second night of a back-to-back, you don't have it. it. It doesn't go in. This is a make-or-miss league, the NBA. Some nights your shots just don't go in. Last night, I think Chris starts the game off over 9. Damian Lillard starts it off 1 for 8. Yeah. Uh, if those things happen and you 
don't get the stops defensively, you're already out of the game. That was 22 to 2 in the first five minutes Oof. last night. Uh, and again, because you rely on your offense, there's the hope that, okay, well, we'll get hot at some point and, you know, over the final 44 minutes, that'll come back. But it didn't happen. And then you get blown out. So I do think that's, that's a part of all of this is with that change in identity. If you're going to be an offense team, the offense has to be there every night. And I think for the most part, that happens because you have Giannis Dedekumbo, who is superhuman, plays all the time. That Last night was only the second game he's missed all season long, as opposed to someone like Joel Embiid, who's already missed, I think, like eight games uh, on the season. Like Giannis plays every night. He plays through injuries. And when he plays, he scores. No matter what, you will look up, oh my God, he had eight points that quarter. I don't, I don't even remember him scoring. And somehow he did. And by the end of the game, he's got 30 plus. That is consistency, and that has helped them be that really good offensive team. But he wasn't there last night, and it got ugly in a hurry. I know. When you hear Giannis is out, you're like, oh, shoot. But honestly, before that game, I thought, okay, we've got all these great players. We've got Dane making these three. So I wasn't seriously worried. But then I checked the Bucks X feed, (laughs) and I think it was the third quarter. It was 67 to 108. I was like, ooh, rough. And then looked at the end. They said, "Not our night." Ninety-five to one thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Accurately, rough. accurately tweeted. Uh, accurate, a bit of an understatement, but yes, accurate. yes. Well, the Bucks have a few weeks to go to the trade deadline. We'll check in again with you, Eric, to see if this Bucks team will change in any way. We know their general manager likes to make some moves. And uh, off to Detroit. Enjoy. There, there's a great taco place right by the arena. Noted. Just town. It's called Bakersfield. Okay. Noted. It, 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 it just down from Little Caesars Arena. The only place where Little Caesars actually tastes good is at Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> it, that's actually true. It does taste better in there. I don't know what it is. It's like wine in Napa. It's just a thing in Detroit. But totally yes, agree. Bakersfield, great taco joint. You'll enjoy it. Noted. I have a brunch spot, dime store downtown that I really like. Uh, so I'll, I'll get some brunch. Uh, I think I'm going to have a Packers game to watch because it's, yeah. it's a three o'clock tip uh, for the Pistons Bucks on Saturday. So I think I'm going to be done and I can actually sneak in the Packers game at night. Which I, like nice. Nice. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, we'll check out his food takes along with basketball takes. He writes for The Athletic. He's Bucks beat writer Eric Dane. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me.